Welcome to Paradigms on WBKM. This is episode number 169, Sunday, January 25th, 2015. Welcome to another episode of Paradigms. I'm Baruch, your host. We have a really passionate show for you tonight. My guests are Frida and Togestai, who are from the Unistaten clan in the lands that we call British Columbia, in the place that we call Canada. And I say that that way because those are the colonial names of those places. Those are not the oldest names of those places. Frida and Togestai have set up an action camp and have moved to live in the path of proposed oil pipelines. There are many pipelines proposed to bring fossil fuels from the interior of Canada to the coast for shipping to other countries. And as we know, the pipelines that already exist are fraught with problems. They leak. The construction of them destroys pristine lands. Waters are polluted. Air is polluted. So Frida and Togestai have committed themselves in the most real way by putting their bodies on the line to protect this land, which is, by the way, indigenous land, native land. They have legal rights to it, even within the colonial system. And still, the Canadian government, on behalf of the corporations, is pushing. So we will talk with Frida and Togestai and learn about what they're doing and why they're doing it, and also just discuss the state of humanity and what's going on and why are we in this position and what can we learn from it. It's important stuff. That's who we'll be talking with tonight, and of course, lots of wonderful music selected, especially for this episode. I reached out to some of the musicians who've been on Paradigms before and asked them to select songs to support this issue. So that is really fun and exciting, and I I think you'll enjoy the music as well as the fascinating interview. So with no further ado, let's get into it. Here is the first part of my conversation with Frida and Togestai. I'm happy to welcome Frida and Togustai from the Unistaten camp in British Columbia to talk with us about the pipelines that are proposed to run through indigenous lands. So welcome to Paradigms. Thank you. Hi. As I understand it, the nation of Canada is trying to push oil pipelines through your sovereign lands. Could you give listeners a little bit of background? Yeah, they've been, for the last six years, they claimed they had plans, and they were told six years ago from our hereditary chiefs that they could not come through our lands, and they continue to pursue. So for the last five years, we've been running camps here, and then the last two, we've been actually living here. 
three years now. We built a cabin right in route of their proposed route. We have a log cabin. And then they've just a few years ago, they moved their route, so we were successful in blocking them with our cabin. So we put up a pit house right in the route of coast uh, Pacific Trails Pipeline, and we also put a permaculture garden in their route. So you are living out there, protecting the land, being supported by the land. Yeah. There are many, many proposed pipelines. Yes, there are many proposed pipelines that want to come through the land here. One of the more immediate threats that we're having to face right now with the pipelines is the Pacific Trails Pipeline Project, which is at this moment being proposed by the petroleum mega companies, Apache Corporation, and they have a partner, 5050 partner, called Woodside Petroleum out of Australia. And they both are attempting to push this frack gas pipeline through our lands, and we already said no a long time ago to them about it, and they continue to insist that they want to put the pipeline through. So we're living here to stop them, but um, we're also living here to stop other pipelines. Another one is called the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline, which is being proposed to come through the exact same route, with the difference being, I think, about half a kilometer or one kilometer from the Pacific Trails Pipeline Project. And that one is the Trans-Canada company that is proposing to put that, put that in. And, of course, we have the Northern Gateway Pipeline Project, which is being proposed from the Enbridge Corporation. These three pipelines are the more immediate ones. There's quite a few other ones that, are, that have been lined up for probably eight years now. They haven't officially submitted anything, but they have done work about seven or eight years ago to assess the possibility of putting a pipeline through here. So the B.C. government and the federal government are both working actively to push these pipelines through here because they stand to make a lot of money from the taxation that comes from it. And it's taxation that is, in our view, illegitimate. And uh, they have no right collecting taxes on lands that don't belong to them in the first place. The whole issue that we're facing with these pipeline projects isn't about us holding up for more money. We're going to make it really, really clear that the camp that's set up here is purely to protect these lands from any types of pipelines coming through ever. We're not interested. We're, they, they can propose what they want to us, and we're not willing to accept anything. We don't have a price. Our future doesn't have a price. The territories here belong to all of the unborn generations, and it's our responsibility in our lifetimes to do what we can to protect it for them. This seems like a collision that we've seen before between a culture of exploitation and taking that regards the land only as a commodity and the other culture that sees the land as sacred and to protect it. And this collision has been happening around the world for a long time. We now know without any doubt that the first view I described of exploiting and seeing everything as a commodity is the way of death. We know this now. And yet it continues. What can people do who are listening to this, who are nowhere near you, to support what you're doing and to support raising awareness about this obsolete method of running our lives, this fossil fuel foolishness? They need to educate themselves, learn more themselves on where this planet is heading and it's not going to stay this way forever because they've destroyed every waterways there possibly is all over this planet. And there are less than 1% waters that are left are at risk. People, sadly, will not wake up till it's too late. 
so it's time for people to educate themselves so they can wake up because right now it's just like people are sleeping. They don't get it. They don't get it that the planet's at risk, that if we lose all our water, every human being needs water to live. And this fracking and tar sands is destroying all the waterways in their area. They pollute the air and they're trying to put their destructive pipelines through all the pristine areas that we still have. Clean drinking water that we drink right out of our river here is being threatened by these pipelines Why we're living here now to ensure that they don't come in here. Have people shown up at the action camp to participate? Yeah, we've had like close to 200 people in the last three camps. So this past year, we just had our fifth annual action camp, and we had close to 200 people from all over the world that came here. And a lot of people that have spent any amount of time here at our camp have left here with uh, the different glasses because they see the world differently after they've left here because they get it. They get what it is that needs to be protected, and they get that they need to change their way of life in order to protect the Earth all over this planet, not just here, everywhere. That was the first part of our conversation. Plenty to think about. Here's a song called War Upon the Woods by Patrick Dodd. Way up in the northwest Among the firs and pines raging we need your hearts and minds your brothers and your sisters stand upon the battle lines way up in the northwest among the firs and pines the people of this planet they must stand for what is good survive the war upon the world In great cathedral forests they harvest every day cut down the work of centuries and haul it all away face the final price that our children have to pay in great cathedral forests they harvest every day the people of this planet they must stand for what is good or nothing will survive the war upon the Seeking profits The death of trees can bring They stand before a symphony And do not hear it sing They stand in our cathedrals And yet they do not see a thing Except the bloody profits The death of trees can bring Stand for what is good 
nothing will survive the war upon the hearts and minds your brothers and your sisters stand upon the battle lines way up in the northwest among the firs and pines the people of this planet they must stand for what is good or nothing will survive survive the war upon the world. Patrick Dodd is an environmental activist and a musician and an amazing guy. He was on Paradigms a few years ago, and that's his song, War Upon the Woods, from an album called Crimes Against Nature. Pretty appropriate, don't you think? Here's the second part of my conversation with Frida and Togestai about the issue of pipelines in North America. You're listening to Paradigms on WBKM. So Wet'suwet'en people are made up of five different clans. Four of the clans have origin stories that link them to relatives that live all the way from Alaska down to California. The Unistotan people are the oldest of the five clans. They have origin stories that connect them to these lands. They don't have any migration or inkling of an idea of migrating from somewhere else. This is where they've always been from. And the other four clans that joined the Unistotan in ancient times eventually made up the Wet'suwet'en nation. So we do have um, all these territories here that have exchanged hands and through trade and marriage and war, stuff like that, over like thousands of years where, you know, now we have five different clans living together, collectively calling themselves Wet'suwet'en people. But as you mentioned, throughout British Columbia, the majority of the province is sitting on unceded traditional territories. This means that the government has never successfully taken these lands through war or through the signing of any types of treaties. And the people who have lived on these lands for thousands of years, still own these lands and have the right to protect them, the right and the responsibility to protect them. So that's what we're doing here. We have a responsibility and we're going to uphold that responsibility to make sure that these lands are here for all of our unborn generations. Imagine, I'm saying this now to my listeners, your ancestors have lived on land for thousands of years and some new people come and in a couple of hundred years they want to push you off, get rid of you, and destroy the land that you live on, that brings life. 
that's what's going on. The way most people hear about these things is through the commercial media. So it's presented from a completely different point of view. It's presented as if the legitimacy is in the hands of Canada. But the reality is it is not. Well, that's exactly the history that we've faced here as not only with Tuatan people, but Indigenous people, not just in Canada, but from all over North and South America and all over the planet. You know, the last probably 800 years in some places, and for our people, 180 years. The biggest thing that we've had to face, the biggest change that we've had to face is this, this face of colonization. And colonization has expanded its dirty hands onto indigenous lands all over the place, and in quite a few places have wiped out entire tribes of people. People have been there for thousands of years, being stewards of their lands, were completely wiped off the face of the planet by a lot of colonial ancestors who decided to go and clear the area of any problems. And as a result, you know, these people who were there to protect the lands are no longer there, and the lands are being exploited by people who don't belong there in the first place. Frida talked a little bit about the action camps that we had here before. One of the things that we do at these annual action camps is we talk about decolonization. How do you decolonize yourself? When there's a, there's a huge, long process that people have to go through to begin to educate themselves on what decolonization is and what colonization is. And it's really deep-rooted. A lot of people don't realize that their minds have been colonized throughout their lifetimes. And in order to decolonize it, they're going to have to see a lot of things that might be a bit painful at first to really try and grasp and understand. But if they're honest with themselves enough, you can really liberate your mind and your spirit enough to start attempting to live a life that is better than what you're living today. And that's kind of the basis of what we do. We have quite a few settlers and supporters that show up from all over the planet that come in and they become participants in this, this process of decolonization. And when you become participants in that, you start down a path that's actually going to liberate you from something that could have been kept you entrapped for the rest of your lives. So we spend a lot of time doing that with people. What you're saying is very important because there are so many people who are descended from the colonizers who don't want to perpetuate it but don't know what to do and feel terrible but also feel terrible about feeling terrible. So decolonization is something that a person can learn to do in their own mind by learning the truth of the history and finding ways to be a constructive ally. Absolutely. We have a website, unasdeltaincamp.com, and if you go to visit the website, there are a series of videos on it, and I believe one of the videos shows one of our friends who held a workshop here on decolonization. And if you can't find it, it's not that hard to Google decolonization. Just Google Molly Wickham beside that, and I'm pretty sure you'd find the, the YouTube video, and it's quite informative, and it's something that uh, we promote here quite often to a whole variety of people that show up here on a regular basis. You know, a lot of people who come out to our camp and spend any time here leave here fully changed. They see the world in completely different, and they want to apply all those things that they've learned to create positive change in their lives, and they begin living a different life and following a different path that they might not have otherwise ever known was there. Colonization is something that we don't talk about that much anymore. And those of us who are descended from Europeans living here in North America, I think really don't talk about it much. But the Native people live with it. Colonialism 
did not go away. It just shifted form a little bit. And when Togestai talks about having your mind colonized, that's a pretty powerful concept because what he's saying is that ideas and perspectives have been put into people's minds that serve someone else's agenda. Pretty important ideas. I know that there's a lot of passion about these issues, and for some folks, the idea that we would move away from fossil fuels is hard to conceive of. But I think at this point on the planet, the writing is on the wall. We must move away from fossil fuels because we're making the biosphere increasingly inhospitable to life as we know it. So good stuff to think about. We're going to get into a piece of music now from Nako and Medicine for the People from their album Darkest Night. This one is Manifesto 2. shall die what gave birth what gave life what is yours what is mine what is ours are these questions so senseless well who's gonna answer them at the time when i really need to know so let it carry you like the ocean when you first learned how to float so i went to papa's grave and i Burned him some sage I said thank you but I ain't ever gonna know ya I said thank you but I ain't ever gonna know ya Forgiveness, you can try it on, try it out for size. I lost touch with myself, with my woman, my health, my God, and my perception too. Well, I will always be a part of that darkness, although I'd say it's pretty equal to my light. I'm pretty far from knowing anything, but I do know a couple things what I want and how I'm gonna get it. What I Raising hell. Yeah, she was laughing and raising hell. Fuck yeah, she was. 
There's a river in the wind I've floated it before There's a sliver in your grin I know who it is for And there is magic in the skin Of the woman I adore Know each other to the core So thankful And there are four tides in the sea There are cosmic copies They are built like you and me So crazy Don't be afraid to make mistakes Being human can be great No matter what is on your plate Be grateful And I am ready for the war Maybe it's coming, it's not for sure But it has come before So maybe We can end all this pursuit Find contentment in the truth Find out what's gonna work Nako Bear and Medicine for the People. And if you aren't uh, familiar with Nako, you got to check him out and, and his band. They're amazing. There will be a link on the Paradigms website. These are folks not only making incredible great music, but totally committed to life. This next part of my conversation with Frida and Togestai, we really start to talk in earnest about what we're doing in this society that isn't working. Here we go. You know, there's so much in the world to feel pain about, but really, you are showing in a way that this, what we can see is this awful thing, this rape of the earth, is also providing an amazing opportunity for people to wake up, as Frida said, for people to wake up and learn and realize that they're actually part of this. So I always tell people to research your history, where you came from, and try to reconnect with your roots, because... This whole planet, everybody is so disconnected and so ingrained in trying to be like each other and live like each other and that they're so disconnected from their roots and where they came from. And probably everybody in this whole planet, wherever they came from, all lived moderately, all lived off the land, all lived in their own way and how they did things. And then we got into this consumerism and everything is all about the economy and people got so lost in that economic wheel that everybody's chasing money and everybody's climbing ladders to try and make it to the top and nobody's just doing anything for sustenance anymore. They're reaching for the stars and trying to get everything, get all these fancy things and that's what's killing our planet. And the sad thing is the dollar will collapse. I know it's going to. People that have got all these savings are going to mean nothing and so they'll be saving all this money for nothing and what are they going to do to sustain themselves because we're all killing the planet We've got global warming problem, and if all these agriculturists can't grow the food that goes into the grocery store shelves, and all this cattle they raise, there's not enough water to grow what they need to eat, we're going to run out of food. We're going to run out of water. What are people going to do? We may not see that day anytime soon, but it's going to come to that, and people are going to remember your children, your grandchildren, 
they're the ones going to have to suffer the consequences of all the greed of our generation now that everybody's just so greedy they want to take, 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 and they're not giving back to Mother Earth. Eventually, she's not going to be giving anymore. I always say I use the mentality that everybody's like spoiled brats. They keep on take, 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 and eventually Mother Earth's going to say, wait a minute, nope, I'm not giving anymore. And then that's our children, our grandchildren are going to be the ones without water and no food. Everything's going to be scarce that they'll be starving, going thirsty, and they'll be fighting and killing killing each other for all the stuff we take for granted today. And we don't have to do it that way. By each of us making different decisions, we could do it different. It's not too late. Yep. It's getting close. It's going to require the human population to go farther than signing a petition and getting a recycling box in their back door. It's going to require the human race to actually seriously look at the whole idea of capitalism and what it's doing. Frida mentioned earlier, you know, this issue around climate change. Ocean acidification is one of the biggest problems that we're having to face today, but nobody's paying attention. The big reason why nobody pays attention to climate change and is giving it the attention that it needs is because most people are distracted with the nine to fives that they're participating in. Most people live in urban and rural settings. Hardly anybody really understands what true nature is because you know they might take a few days off a year on their holidays to go and visit true nature for a little while and then they'll go back into their urban lifestyles again and never ever make any contact until they get their holidays again from work and that's sad because that creates such a huge disconnect from reality that that disconnect is killing all of us the human race needs to have a look at that if we don't have a look at that then you know, we may as well all kiss our asses goodbye because we're not going to see anything for our unborn generations and we won't be able, to be able to say, you know, I'm doing this for my unborn generations because everybody else just screwed up the whole idea of you having a chance to do that in the first place. It seems like we have to all hit a certain level of awareness at the same time. You know, there needs to be a critical mass. It's building. But you're right, it's not as simple as, you know, just recycle it. It's a whole way of relating to being alive as part of a greater whole instead of the individualism that uh, I would say Western society has exalted. The individual is real, but we are more alike than we are different as humans, and, and we are interdependent with each other and with all the other lives on the earth. It's that illusion of separation that has allowed people to feel so alienated that they just pursue emptiness. A lot of people that participate in the nine-to-five economy that exploits the earth and uses it for its own selfish means and leaves a massive mess in its wake. A lot of people who participate in that and are sold, you know, completely sold on the idea, end up not living their lives. They end up delaying their death as long as they can. And once you break yourself free from that idea, you start to actually understand that there are actual ways of living your life. There's a huge difference between the two. And the majority of the population, unfortunately, today that is making the decisions on the future of this planet and the life forms that depend on all of its elements, the people who are in control of that are the ones that have to make that big change. And it's, you know, that might not happen. Maybe like what Frida said, People won't change until something huge and dramatic forces them to. But in the meantime, there's still people out here that 
we trust and we, we always have optimism for the future. We always believe that there's people out there that will start making these changes. And once we start to work collectively, those changes will start making a difference on this planet and allow a few of us to live long into the future. But that's going to take a lot of work. Here's some more music. This one's called Put Your Foot Down, and the artist is Leah Jane. was Leia Jane from her album Patience with Put Your Foot Down. Leia Jane is a Canadian of European descent who is supportive of decolonization. Let's get into the fourth part of my conversation with Frida and Togestai. 
I was talking with a friend of mine tonight, and we talk about lots of things. He's a, a good friend. And we were talking about how so often we wonder if we're really part of the human race, because it seems like most people are asleep and hypnotized, but we're not. We're paying attention. It seems like, you know, there are a minority of folks that are actually looking around, that are paying attention, that are engaged, and as you say, living their lives instead of delaying death. But honestly, I want to ask both of you, like this humanity, like what is up with us? I mean, there there are people like you who are doing what you're doing, and there are people like me doing what I'm doing, and then there is this mass of hypnotized people, and then there are this small number of people that are pulling these strings and manipulating all this stuff, but I think of them as pathetic, empty, soulless creatures. I mean, I almost would feel sorry for them if they weren't damaging everything, you know what I'm saying? So I, I try to make sense of all this, and I, I ask questions. They're spiritually disconnected. People need to reconnect with who they are. Everybody had a culture, not just indigenous people, wherever they came from, wherever their ancestors are from. They all had a culture, and they were connected to it. And when people, all the Europeans came, whether to the United States or Canada, they all of a sudden had to fit into this, what they call Canadian culture, American culture. So you had to dismiss all your own ancestry, and a lot of people are trying to be like each other, so they're all disconnected. And when you're not really connected to nature via the water with the minerals still intact and everything is still intact, because when you go into city centers, everything is all cement. You have no life forms, and you can feel it when you go there. It's no life there. By day two, I could just feel like my spirit just going down, 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 and I don't like being in cities because there's no life there. But when you're in a pristine area like where we are in the mountains where the water is still glacier-fed and it's still got the minerals intact and you drink it, you can taste that water. One of the only rivers we still have in our territory you can still drink out of because we're so we brought up in our culture and we're so connected to it our spirit is like fully alive and because we're so connected to the land, we want to protect it. Everybody else is so disconnected from the earth and from the land, they don't even think about it. A lot of our people have been brainwashed by the public school systems and every other system that feeds your brain. Our kids are in school six hours, five days a week. So they're feeding their brains that this is the way you have to live, this is what you have to do for 12 years of their lives. So that's why I say people are brainwashed into a system that the government set up so that they can control all the people. So that's how they have full control of all the people. And until we change that system, it's going to stay like that. Some people are making the choice not to put their children in the public school system because they didn't want them to get brainwashed. The alternative to the public school system is homeschooling, which isn't that much better because you're still dictated how your children are supposed to be educated. Frida came across an article a couple of weeks ago that talks about this whole new idea of unschooling your children. And it talks about just teaching your children to be responsible adults and train them in learning skills that are necessary for them to live and tread lightly on a planet that they're dependent on. And the skills that they learn also teach them to live a more harmonious lifestyle. And that is something that I think is really important for people to kind of research and understand. If you have children, if you have nieces, nephews, grandchildren, 
you know, do the research, see if you can find ways to begin changing what is happening right now because the public school system, the way it is all over this world, is set up to have somebody else parent the children and raise those children. And those children grow up with this idea of understanding the world as a big capitalistic machine that they must be a part of and they must train to be a part of that big capitalistic machine if they're going to be successful. And that's really unfortunate because that's what's, that's what's really ruining our planet. If people can find ways to live in a more alternative lifestyle to allow their children to understand this world in a healthier way, then that's what we should be doing. Well, education has become indoctrination and critical thinking has gone by the wayside. But the homeschooling that is the unschooling is really taking off more and more. My brother uh, teaches his kids that way, he and his wife, and they the kids are incredible. You know, they know how to grow food. They know how to survive outside. They know how to make music. They don't watch television. There is more and more of that happening, which is really good. But it, it, as you say, you know, most folks are still locked into that. It's funny people want to call it traditional education. It's not traditional at all. The brainwashing form of education is actually fairly new. I think it was 1810 when it was first, you know, legislated by the governments of that time. It was made mandatory for parents to send their kids to school. But before that, where people lived and functioned perfectly fine. But, you know, once that happened, the mental construct of what industrialization and eventually the technological revolution kind of stepped up and those people who were being brainwashed in that system became a bigger and more important part of this capitalistic economy that is destroying our planet. And they're participating in it and forcing that this technological and industrial monster to grow out of control. I know it can be difficult sometimes to hear folks talk about in general terms that, you know, people are asleep or, you know, most people are not paying attention. And that's a harsh way to say it in a way, but it's also important to look at the fact that there are so many of us and most humans are just surviving or doing what they think is the way to live. And we are all participants, at least in this so-called Western society, in our own destruction. No music show that focuses on indigenous North Americans could possibly be complete without some contribution from the amazing Buffy St. Marie, who I was honored to speak with some years ago, uh, and that interview is in the Paradigms Archive. Here is a live version of her song from her most recent album, Running for the Drum, Cho-Cho Fire. Chance to go, huh, huh. Won't you come out for a new 
Cho Cho Fire, Buffy St. Marie. That was a live recording of that great song. When Buffy tours, she generally plays in indigenous communities. Her band is all indigenous people, and boy, are they tight, and is the music fantastic. I believe that was recorded in Sami territory in Northern Europe. Just great. Cho Cho Fire. All right, here is the final part of my conversation with Frida and Togestai. If you're interested in learning about Action Camp, here's the place to find out about it. And who knows, maybe I'll see you at the Action Camp this summer. I'm considering going. Frida and Togestai. When will your next Action Camp be, and can people come? The Action Camp is usually in July, and I can't remember, I think it was the third week in July, or second week of July. Second week. Yeah, it was the second week of July. We moved it around over the years, and we found that the second week of July works best for us because uh, we do have salmon that are beginning to run up the river at that time. But the elders that we have that come out and participate in the camp, the Lututan elders, are willing to take that bit of time away from their harvesting activities to come out and participate in the camp and teach people about our values and the alternatives that are available out here for people if they choose to gain a better understanding of the planet that we all depend on because, you know, we're all we're all here. And, you know, if we don't make any changes, then quite a few of us aren't going to be here in the future, in the very near future, if we don't start changing rapidly. I think we're in a crisis mode now. You know, we're way past that tipping point. You know, there's no turning back for a lot of the catastrophic stuff that's happening to life forms on this planet. But, like I said, my optimism is always there. I'm, I'm always a strong believer that a good chunk of the human race is going to start making those changes soon and making those changes so that we can all live a better life and instead of delaying a slow death and waiting for her retirement so we can end up in an, like an old folks home summer. You know, that's not what we all want to do. No. We all want to live life to its fullest and I think that opportunity is there and people are going to seize that opportunity. There's enough people on this planet right now to do that. And it's happening more and more. It is. It's not enough yet, but it is happening more and more. I, I remain optimistic. Also, a, a very wise man said to me, uh, hope is a verb with its sleeves rolled up. Yep. So in that way, we roll up our sleeves and we all pitch in the best we can. And I hope you have an awesome action camp this summer and I will keep track of what's going on and and we can talk again as things happen. It's important for people to know what's going on with these pipelines, which are really just pure destruction. There's really, they're just pure destruction. We also run a spring camp in May, the first three weeks in May, where we do construction projects because we keep adding each year to the camp. Not camp, but it's basically like a community because we actually live here. So we're adding new structures all the time, and a lot of times they're strategically constructed right in the route of the pipeline. I will have a link to your website on my website, so when people hear the show, they can make sure they can link in, and maybe some folks will come. That would be amazing. It's a great opportunity for people to come in and, you know, make new like-minded friends from all over this planet. It's an amazing experience. The people that we've met here over the last three years since we've been living here full-time come from everywhere. And they're friends that we consider friends that are going to be with us for the rest of our lives. You know, there's so much to gain when you walk into a place and you spend time with people who are like-minded. People who want to roll up the sleeves, like you said, and just get the work done that needs to be done. 
we do it metaphorically and we do it physically here. Thank you so much for talking with me and uh, sharing with me and listeners what's going on, and we'll be in touch. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm very appreciative of Frida and Togestai and everyone who participates in the Unistaten Action Camp and in building the permaculture installation up there and creating community. What an amazing alternative to destruction and fossil fuel addiction and pollution. Wow. I'm so happy that I was able to speak with Frida and Togestai and appreciative of their time. And I hope that you got a lot out of this and it made you think about your own participation. We all have responsibility. No one's, it's not about blame, but it is about taking responsibility and making our actions congruent with what we really want them to be. If we really want to be destroyers of the natural world, well, we're going about it, great. But if we don't, then there are changes we can all make that make a difference. And they're not even hard changes to make. So I hope you enjoyed this. I certainly have, and of course, love the music. We're going to end with a song from our friends and the band Medicine Dream, Paul Pike et al. Thank you so much, Paul, for suggesting this song for closing out this show. From their album, Mauiomi, Medicine Dream, with We Belong. See you next time on Paradigms on WBKM. Have a great week. We choose to live the way our ancestors have lived. We choose to pray the way our ancestors have prayed. And with these prayers, we pray for peace and understanding, that we may be free to be ourselves. Oh. and downs. Grandfather gets me through the day, keeps me humble on the ground. At times I get so angry, the news is all the same. The state is fighting sovereignty and using corporation games. But I can't give up my faith, I have to make a prayer. With this song begins our healing, let our voices clean the air.
prayers, we pray for peace and understanding, that we may be free to be ourselves. You've been listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org. Thank you.